Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. Welcome to the Teacher Turned Alchemist podcast. My name is Lydia, and I'm really pumped that you took time out of your day to join me on this episode. I ditched writing IEPs to brew some tea and do something that I feel like is a lot bigger than myself, which is to brew kombucha in my local community. But I also want it to be kind of like an unconventional classroom and employ and have healthy food workshops for adults with disabilities. This podcast is a verbal journal of all my progress, my mess ups, and yes, there are a lot of mess ups, and all my other thoughts that I have along the way. If you're new here, the business is called Living Simple, Living Full Kombucha, and you can find us, right now it's just me, but eventually it will become a we, over at livingsimplelivingfull.com. In today's episode, I'm exploring the topic of productivity guilt, and you guys, I am feeling it lately, that nagging feeling that I should be doing something more and how I'm working through that, and I'll be sharing some resources and tips that I have found to perhaps help you and inspire you if you're in the same boat as me. But before we jump into that, I'm sipping on a little something something. If you listened into my last episode, the Blast You Alcohol episode, you found that I'm brewing alcohol at higher levels due to the way in which I ferment. And in turn, it really makes it a lot higher of an ABV level, so I can't sell it. And I can't become licensed until I get that ABV down. So I'm currently waiting on some new equipment to come in that ensures that I have consistent, compliant alcohol levels. But until that time, I'm gonna brew in smaller batches and I'm really enjoying everything that I make instead of giving it out. So I played around with some lavender and I had some leftover frozen blueberries and lemons. And I decided to do two small batches of lavender blueberry and lavender lemonade. I prefer like a little tart kick in my booch and the blueberry lemon was spot on. And that's what I'm sipping on right now. Although I think I'm going to tone down the lavender. A little goes a long way and I am bordering on the like smelling like perfume and being too strong for my taste. The blueberry lavender, it's a lot sweeter, but my husband is really liking it. So I didn't dump it. For my fellow brewers out there, if you're doing a batch using lavender, I'd love to know what ratios of lavender that you use because I feel that lavender or anything is really selling right now in the kombucha world and I'd love to nail this down to potentially be a flavor option to sell one day, whenever that is. As I take a swig of this probably 1% alcohol kombucha, my only edit from last week's episode is that when I listened back, I realized that I didn't really super specify early on in the episode that alcohol in my kombucha was slowing down my business. It kind of sounded like me consuming alcohol in my spare time was affecting my business, <laughs> which it's definitely not the case. But if you listened in on more of the episode, I feel and I hope It was clear that I was talking about my brewing fermentation process that produce alcohol, not just me drinking the day away and preventing my business from advancing. So I hope you guys got that. Anyways, getting to the main segment of this episode, I've been both at my highest and my lowest over the last week or so that I really wanted to make sure that I discuss here on the pod and how I'm just putting some things in place in my day-to-day routine to try to ensure that I stay more on the high ends of this journey that I'm on. As I mentioned before, I'm waiting on equipment to come so that I can finally begin to brew again. I really was on a really good routine with my production brewing at home. As I mentioned, I'm up to like eight gallons, which I know I'm obviously gonna have to brew a lot more than that. 
But since I can't distribute this, it's uh, it's so frustrating. But my routine has had to really shift a lot. And I'll be real, my routine actually kind of died. <laughs> I feel pretty beat down that I had to wait and my brain kept telling me, well, what else are you going to do outside of brewing, Lydia? You know, brewing just comes to me easier. And I just enjoyed the predictable steps of my routine. You know, I got my jam down. I'm listening to my podcast or an audiobook while I prepare, while I bottle. And it's really fun. But without that brewing process, I got scared of the other components of this business that I know I'm going to need to attend to, but I simply, I I just am not ready. You know, things like accounting, bookkeeping, fundraising, email writing, each sounds like such huge tasks. And really, they are each really big in itself, but these are things that I just don't really know much about. It's not easy to me. And so instead of tackling them, I basically just didn't do any of it. This probably did not help that this was also around my time of the month where I feel like all gloomy and doomy. Do you guys feel me on that? Like, ugh, I hate that. But I had a stretch of days where I really didn't even want to start my day. And by that, I just mean I slept in, I played on my phone when I woke up, and I didn't even get dressed. I didn't wash my hair. Ugh, I, I stayed inside all day and I watched TV which I rarely watch TV because my brain computes that as lazy. And I'm not going to jump on you guys with TV. I still get into shows and I have my binge days and there's nothing wrong with that. But when I say that I watch TV, that was like me running away from the other tasks that I had to do. I would just feel horrible with myself after like several hours of watching TV and trying to do something productive to try to counterbalance me watching TV, Uh, which... For me, that is usually cleaning, and cleaning is just another way that I cope and try to control my environment, and also a place where I know that I can get lost in, and I'm not in a good frame of mind. This went on for a solid three days, and while I was going back and forth between watching TV and trying to make up for it by cleaning the house, my brain would tell me, you should do this, or you should do this. Your website could look better. Uh, You could have read a book about accounting by now. You slept in again, and you missed out on an opportunity to move forward, really? And just thoughts like that. I don't know. Have you guys ever felt this way? I know that I was in a dangerous headspace, but I could not for the life of me get moving on. And so by day three or four, I knew I had to shift my thinking. I'm a grown-ass woman. I need to step it up. So no one is going to move or care about this business moving forward but me. And I needed to do better. But I didn't know where to start. So I thought, okay, I've heard all these podcasts. I'm going to start with some self-care. And after digging into and learning more about my Enneagram type, like I discussed in episode five of the pod, I'm a type six. And I can get all messed up with my tendency to self-sabotage. And it's key to spend time on myself and get back into more of a healthy headspace again. So I thought, okay, let's do this. I understand the self-care thing, but it's hard for me sometimes to put into practice because in my eyes, when I'm putting time uh, away for myself, I feel that productivity guilt start to creep back in. I almost feel like I'm indulging in some way and I haven't earned that self-care yet. But after listening to even more podcasts, you can tell I listen to a lot of podcasts, Um, And on day four of this, feeling down and just really stuck, I decided to spend an entire day on me, which is totally unlike me. But yeah, so I turned off the TV and that morning I went for a walk and I, I live on a lake. So I walked over to the beach, stood over at the water's edge. It was so beautiful. You know, the water was just glistening. It was so pretty. 
uh, I just felt really grateful as I walked back home and I put on yoga pants and that is better than my Christmas cat pajamas. Okay, I'm moving up. I put on a bra that day. No worries, just a sports bra. No underwire thing is necessary at this point, right? But I even brushed my teeth. I'm, I'm be honest, you guys, I really did not get myself ready for several days. And uh, then I put on a new blend of essential oils in my diffuser and I sat down to journal. I've been watching this girl on Instagram who's like a health coach and she records her morning routines and she suggested to write down three affirmations and three things that you're grateful for. And I already journal regularly, but that morning I tried to add this to my journaling. And so those affirmations were kind of hard for me as I felt like I had wasted so much of my week. But here's what I came up with. I said, I am capable, I'm healthy, and I am smart enough to problem solve on my own. And so after journaling, I did some deep breathing and I made myself a face mask. I made an appointment at the library. It's one of my favorite places to go and spend time. And I filled up my bag with a lot of books. I feel, okay, you guys, I feel like you can tell so much from a person by what they read. So here we go. I got like a psychological thriller, a vegan cookbook, a book about how to manage finances in a business, and a book about how Amazon is taking over economics. (laughs) I went home and took time to make myself a really nice lunch. I made it full of greens and I even used a stove. Woo, rock on. I was usually mostly doing the microwave. And after lunch, I took some time to snuggle with my cat and I went outside. I sat in the sun and I even began to read one of the books that I, um, it was a fiction book. It wasn't the one about the business. And I had like a big old cup of tea. And by that night, I felt really satisfied and I felt really happy and I felt more thankful than anxious with the time that I had and how I spent it. And so the next day was a freaking productive day. I was like, haha, self-care work. Let's do this, Lydia. I was so excited to jump into my work. I started earlier than usual. I busted out some good materials for emails and I read up on all of the accounting stuff. I literally felt like a true boss, okay? And then the next day, it all went to crap again. Ugh, I'll explain what I mean after a really quick break. So what I mean when I say my day went back to crap again was that I jumped up first thing the next morning. I sat down right to work and at first I was like so eager. But really after that, the same thoughts crept back in my head and all the things I needed to do and my brain kept telling me to go back to the things that I did during the first few days, which was to ignore what should be done. And I kept on my pajamas and I wanted to watch TV again. I was like, what the heck? What is your problem? Why do I keep running away from this stuff? And I thought back to my time as a teacher and I was like, how come that I did not run away from that stuff? You know, stuff that I felt was much harder than what was actually before me. And then it really dawned on me. I didn't really have a choice. It was part of my job description. I had a boss. I had standards to meet. You know, I had to problem solve IEP systems, how to de-escalate a student, virtual learning. I just did it. Okay, mess ups and all. And so what was stopping me from, quote, I guess, just doing it here at home? I'm my own boss now and I have high standards too. So here's what finally clicked with me, you guys. And this is what I really want you to hear today. Although I got stuff done, I didn't have a balance of self-care with the to-do tasks. I looked back over the last several years and I've always been told what to do, how to get it accomplished, when to wake up, meet this expectation, exceed this expectation. But what happened is that I just kept chugging along, ignoring myself, and being told that the only way to be productive was to be on all day. 
And there were some long days, teachers, you get it, and probably many more of you who are not teachers who have been or are in jobs right now that expect productivity out of you and leave little to no time for you to stinking breathe. But although you get it done, I'll be the first to admit that I sucked at taking time for myself during the process. So it's really time to rewire my brain. When I took a pivot in my career, I didn't know what the freedom to choose what I do with my time would do to my inner self. I realized that those days on the couch, not just, you know, just doing my tasks and goals, was my confused, like, old worker Lydia in me, who felt like if I didn't fill my day to the very brim with tasks, I was failing. And in turn, it meant that I wouldn't make it. And this is it, you guys. These these days to decide my time have helped me realize just how important it is to know how I'm feeling and how to balance setting aside time for myself and working towards my goal. So since having this frame of mind at the forefront, I'm beginning to not give myself guilt for taking time to enjoy a workout or make a good breakfast before actually sitting down to work, whether that be at like 8 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock. Just because I'm not sitting at my desk at 7 a.m. sharp working does not mean that I'm any less of a person or that of an entrepreneur. Just because I take an hour lunch to read a book, go outside with my cat, doesn't mean that I didn't miss out on opportunity to send an email, for example. In fact, I feel that I am that much closer to reaching my goals when I take that time for myself. It's difficult to not want to listen to that little nagging voice in my head still, okay? Something yelling at me that I'm not doing it right, especially in this culture, especially here in America where it's like hustle, 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 down to the very bone, put in 60 to 80 hour weeks and only then can you reach your best potential and goals. And I'm calling BS on this, okay? Sure, I know there are times to quote hustle, but I know that I can also balance the hustle with my self-care too. And if we as entrepreneurs are losing ourselves in the process, what is that ultimate dream? To me, the process itself is often a lot more rewarding than the end goal. I'm not going to play with the literal fire of burning myself out just for the sake of getting something done faster. And so for the next couple of weeks, I am putting into practice some self-care routines that I truly feel that I am going to start seeing a direct positive impact in my workflow. I'm going to share what some of these new routines are for me, and I'm really excited to report back in a couple of weeks. Again, this is not like a prescription to be followed XYZ, but let's be real. Routine shifts are hard to establish, and I don't want to set myself up for failure, but these things that I'm doing are more in the ways that I talk to myself, the perspective that I choose to look through, and by repeating them day in and day out, I can help myself on some of these more tough days that I know are still going to come. So some of the things that I'm going to be doing is one, moving my body first thing in the morning, whether that be a workout or a walk around my neighborhood. I'm not looking for strength training. I'm not looking to do a certain amount of crunches and, you know, bulk up or anything. This is just really to wake myself up, start my day with movement. And I know personally for myself, if I even just do a little bit of movement, I know those endorphins are really going to pump me through that next part of my day. So that's huge, moving my body. Like for this morning, I had beer and Chinese last night and I did not feel like moving my body. I wasn't in it for the sweat session, okay guys? I literally went on YouTube, went to Pop Sugar Fitness and I did a 15 minutes for beginners and I kind of half-assed it, okay? (laughs) Just being real. But I actually moved, I did it for 15 minutes and then I went on a walk around my trailer home community and then it was beautiful, it was sunny outside, I felt grateful, came inside And then I started breakfast. And that leads me to my next thing. I'm going to have a healthy breakfast that I can actually eat mindfully and not rush into it. Usually my go-to is a green smoothie. 
but maybe on some other days it's loaded toast and I can actually take my time making it depending on how I feel. I'm not going to feel guilty that it might be pushing me a little bit later in my day because I'm actually nourishing my body. I know that's important. Number three is that I'm going to continue to journal and I want to add in those gratitudes and those affirmations as well. Uh, Number four is I need to get ready. And I just mean the basics, guys. I I know I feel great when I at least brush my teeth, put on different pants, and I put on deodorant. Yes, and this is me admitting that many days I did not do this. And that's sad, but oh well. It is what it is. And the last one is just really being kind to myself. If I feel this productivity guilt, is to just take some time to examine why I feel this and understand that I'm going to mess up. There, I said it, okay? Miss, I want to always be perfect. I just said it. I'm going to mess up and it's going to be okay. And I'll do my best to correct that. And if that means stopping to journal or go get a dairy-free daily bar, Dairy Queen, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to ask you, have you experienced productivity guilt yourself? Perhaps you're building your business and you have found yourself with that nagging feeling that you could be doing something more. Have you addressed that with yourself lately? What are some self-care routines that you do that have served you and your business well? I would absolutely love to hear from you and I really want to know your thoughts. I'm not a life coach and only you know yourself best, but my hope is from hearing about my struggles and beginning stages of awareness, you too can find what works best for you and begin to implement that in your own life. So let's say it together. Self-care is not bad. Self-care, including self-awareness, is crucial in the efforts towards reaching our goals and we do not need to ignore ourselves just for the sake of getting it done. Amen. Mm, Yes. Okay, so... I'll finish today with a story from my early teaching years where I experienced some productivity guilt. And remember, I definitely did not practice self-care. So this is a rocky road of a story and a testament to what I am finally trying to learn years later. Like I said, it was in my early years teaching. Actually, it was year one. I had gone to college, did all the things, get my degree, and I was ready for like the first official day in my classroom. The students, I had their desks already. I had a long list of all the first day activities, and I felt like my room was a welcoming space. The students arrived that day, and (laughs) I quickly realized that a lot of the activities that I prepared would not work well for the students. So for example, I had several activities using like fine motor movements and a few of my students had physical limitations that were going to prevent them from participating in the activity as best as they could. I had another activity that were like voicing likes and dislikes and several of my students were nonverbal and not saying that they couldn't communicate, but I definitely had to tweak the activities and many didn't really like to spend time in close proximity to one another, and so that didn't help either. I clearly just didn't pick appropriate activities for the first day. And the other activities that I had selected that I thought would go like 45 minutes really took about 10. And I realized that I was gonna run out of things to do by lunchtime. Throw that in with the whole transition of a new school year. Oh, those poor students, they got a new teacher. Many of these students were having trouble acclimating. One was stemming really loudly in the corner. Another ran under a blanket, fell asleep right away. And another was attempting to leave the classroom and pushing people around to leave. (laughs) And I looked at the paraprofessional in the room with me named Shauna. God bless you, Shauna, if you're listening. I miss you. I love you. Thank you. And I said, I'm out of things to do. (laughs) She just looked at me super wide-eyed and that like are you kidding me kind of look I had come in after a beloved teacher had 
like she was a veteran teacher and she had transitioned jobs and Shauna had actually worked with her for several years and had stayed behind to help me in my class like a year one teacher who now was unprepared and in a panic moment and as fast as that are you kidding me look flash it was gone and she's amazing and she replaced it kind of with the okay let's do this let's try this she knew a majority of the students and she started a discussion and I followed her lead I felt like a failure that I didn't have the right things prepared and I tried to give all of my extra time to creating new activities but I would frequently just just run out of energy to give it my all by the way I also thought it would be a great idea to coach my first year of teaching I coach boys varsity tennis <laughs> reminder to self do not ever coach a team of boys only four years younger than you <laughs> Ooh, look it wasn't like weird like I didn't fall in love with them don't worry you that's gross but their respect was totally different anyways that's just to say that by the time that I had gone to school planned out one day of activities I went to coaching I scarfed down dinner and sat down finally to plan out the next day's activities I really just found myself absolutely exhausted and all I wanted to do and what really I did do often was I turned on the TV for whatever remaining hour I had before I went to bed. Let the productivity guilt ensue, right guys? I felt terrible only planning for that upcoming day and often I didn't even have enough time or real energy left in me to give that. And I planned the morning of. I felt terrible because I simply had no more capacity in me. Within a few weeks, though, I did start to get to know more of my students. I did start to get the hang of how the timing of activities went and design more activities that align better with my students and their preferences and kind of their needs. But boy, you know, looking back, what could some intentional self-care, even just for like a tiny sliver of my day, have done for my spirit? Yeah, I get that I was a year one teacher. What was also apparent year one is that I needed help. Okay, I get it. And I couldn't do it alone. Again, God bless you, Shauna. But over time, I became better at fostering that determination inside of me to seek solutions and to, quote, just do it. And now... In this current season, more than ever, I feel that I can couple my grit and determination that I've learned over these years with this self-care to create a business that thrives off of healthy personal maintenance instead of this like just getting it done mentality. And for that, I truly believe that Living Simple Living Full's foundation is going to be built to endure whatever comes its way. Wherever you are, you got this. Year one teacher, I see you, you got this. Fellow brewer with high alcoholic kombucha, you got this. Single mom with like little to no time on her hands, you got this. Medical examiner with a ton of autopsy to perform. <laughs> I always feel like people hit on those like well-known buzz jobs and never get like credit to others. So medical examiners, I see you. If you're out there, we got this. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. I want you to check back in the next couple of weeks for a new episode. I'm going to report back on how this is going for me. And please send any comments, suggestions, self-care routines my way over at livingsimplelivingfull at gmail.com. I'm going to put on a new pair of pants now and I'm going to keep reaching my goals. I told you I wasn't perfect. Still in those cat pajamas. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.